And just like that, it's episode 58 of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. Today's episode, we are going to talk about how to leave a toxic school behind. Right now, it's the middle of a school year, but I'm sure some people are thinking about the spring. Should they stay? Should they go? Should they make a major change? That's what we're going to talk about. It's going to be a fun episode. So let's get on with it. Are you feeling a little burnt out and exhausted this school year? Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher podcast is here to get you through the hard weeks. We will be tackling tough topics while addressing self-care tips and tricks to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jessica Martin, a coffee-drinking teacher and tech coach working on my own health journey as I pursue happiness in my teacher life. I am so happy you're here with me today, and I can't wait to share all the things with you. Let's get on with the show. Frenzies, welcome back to episode 58. Today, we're going to talk about leaving a toxic school. We are midway through a school year for most people, and this has been one heck of a of a weirdo year. <laughs> a lot of people are doing distance education. A lot of people are hybrid teaching, and a lot of people are thinking, is this normal? Should I be should I be treated this way? <laughs> and I know there's just a lot of people out there wondering, should they stay or should they go this next school year? Maybe you're even thinking it right now, right? <laughs> like, uh, maybe it's time to pack up my bags and go. Uh, so I thought I'd talk a little bit about leaving a toxic school or a dysfunctional school. Now, I have worked at both a toxic school and a dysfunctional school. The toxic school was just, just really something. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but you could just feel this poison oozing out of the walls. <laughs> and then I feel like I worked at a dysfunctional school where it, it was it had the capability of perhaps being toxic at certain points, but it just like you could you could sense that something just wasn't quite working the way it should be. And I would like to point out that being toxic or dysfunctional, it's sort of in the eye of the beholder, right? Not everyone sees their school the same way. So you may have coworkers that think that this is the most positive, amazing place. This is their home school that they want to work at until retirement. They love it there and they see nothing but good happening there. And then you're on the, in, on the flip side, you're kind of thinking, whoa, is there something wrong with these people? <laughs> this place is off the charts crazy. <laughs> so just know, like, as I see it, uh, being at a school that isn't quite right for you is definitely a personal problem. It's your personal problem, right? Because some people love working at what you see as a toxic place to other people. They see it as a great place. It really depends on perspective, experience, personality types, right? Um, so I know like the one toxic school I worked at, uh, a lot of the people that were working there had also gone there um, themselves and they had lived in this really small town and they they went to this school when they were children and they just had a totally different perspective on this school and this town than I did and I just I, I respected their opinions but then I also didn't allow them to gaslight me with how dysfunctional and zany things were right <laughs> I was just like I don't know if zany is the right word I'm trying not to say crazy as much because 
Some people are offended by the word crazy. So we'll just say zany or out of place. Or I would say, you know, a toxic school is definitely some, there are some unprofessional things going on. You know it in your gut, right? Like I know, and sometimes like you're being gaslighted, which is, you know, you're complaining about things or you're speaking up about things and people are kind of making you seem like you're making these things up in your head or you're the crazy one. This isn't really happening or you're seeing things in a way that is not accurate. Uh, people are kind of messing with you emotionally and mentally. And that's another sign you're at a toxic place, right? Is when you start to complain about things or you bring things up as being unfair and you're being treated like, Maybe you need some help, right? Um, so anyways, it just just know, like, um, I wrote this in my notes for this show. Toxicity is in the eye, the eye of the beholder, right? Like, you can't, you can't, schools can't really be labeled, oh, this place is toxic. Because there's always going to be a handful of people that really enjoy working there. There's going to be a handful of people that seem, seem to stay. Maybe they like the abuse, <laughs> But there's going to be people that stay for various reasons. Um, so here are some signs. Like these are some signs for me in my past working at toxic schools. It's just like, okay, this is a sign that I'm not, I'm not being overly sensitive, right? Or that this isn't necessarily not just a good match for me, but there's something wrong with this place for me. Number one, if you're upset on a daily basis, it's definitely time to go. So if there are things upsetting you daily at your school where you're just like, wow, and you're going home and you're complaining about it and you're telling your friends and family about it, it is time to go. That is a sign that this, this school is not the right place for you and it's toxic for you. Maybe not everyone else. Maybe not the teacher down the hall who's been there for 20 years and thinks this place is just so dandy because they help mold it into what it is, right? Um, it's okay. It's okay to be different and it's okay to feel that way. But if you're upset every day, you got to move on. Um, or sometimes, you know, at more dysfunctional schools I've worked at, I'm probably unhappy 60 to 70% of the time. If it's over half the time and that kind of balance is tilted towards you being stressed out and unhappy, it's just not a good, it's not a good place for you to be. Um, and then some of my other takeaways are just like, once you kind of make that decision, you're like, wow, I've been upset every day. I need to leave. This isn't right. There's something wrong with this place. This is not a good fit for me. And you decide you're going to go, you know, you're going to get, especially it depends how toxic the school is. If the school is really toxic, you're going to get a lot of kickback from people because that's kind of a sign of a toxic school, right? Like they want to keep people there because they think it's so great. And that's where the whole gaslighting comes in. Um, and just, just try to avoid those people that are trying to bring you down before you leave and you got to tune them out. And it's, it's totally okay to mentally check out a little bit once you've decided to leave. I think it's fine. You have to protect yourself and you can't be emotionally, uh, invested in a place that you have deemed toxic. <laughs> Because that makes you yourself a little toxic, right? Like if you're like, well, uh, this place is really bad for me, but I'm still going to put in 110%. I'm going to do the very best job I've ever done. I'm going to give my heart and soul to my coworkers and these kids and their parents and the admin and the building. And you're thinking that way, you know, it hasn't been working. So you do have to step back a little bit once you make that decision and just, um, 
don't feel bad about being truthful to, you know, at least yourself and others, you know, just be like, you know, this isn't quite the right place for me. And I'm stepping back from some of these duties. I mean, once you decide to leave, there's nothing bad that can really happen to you, right? I mean, what are they going to do? Try to fire you early? <laughs> I mean, once you decide you're gone, you're gone. So um, anyway, I thought I would just kind of talk about that a little bit and just kind of ease your mind that it's a really scary thing when you come to the conclusion like, oh gosh, I am in a toxic place. This place is bad for me. Uh, this is the reason I'm so unhappy it can be really overwhelming. And I know for a really long time, I've had the situation at a couple different schools where I fought it, you know, and I said, well, it's probably just, you know, I need to improve myself. I need to do something different for me. I need to go on all these wild goose chases. And it, it just, I was ignoring the problem. So just know that it's okay to face it head on. It's okay to finally make the decision that you're going to leave. Because if you don't, bad things can happen. Um, I have quite a few friends that they've had sort of like mental breakdowns and they've gotten physically sick. They've ended up in the hospital because they keep letting the toxic work environment bring them down. Eventually it's going to catch up with you mentally or physically. So you just have to kind of draw a line in the sand and say, okay, I'm better than this. I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm leaving and I'm going to make a new plan. So Anyways, I hope that this helps some people that have just been maybe shuffling their feet or in denial or, you know, it seems like there should be like 10, 10 signs you're at a toxic school. But for me, there's only one. And it's that you're unhappy every day. There's a problem, right? It's probably the school. Um, I mean, if, it, if everything that you're complaining about revolves around your job and the school, there's something wrong with that kind of culture and you need a change. And it's okay to admit that to yourself. Everything will be fine. I realize my situation is different. I've always been able to leave toxic jobs or when jobs start to turn toxic, I'm pretty good at leaving. And it's not always that the job turns toxic. It's just something in my life needs a change, right? But I have left several toxic jobs and I've never really struggled with like making those decisions to leave. Um, I think sometimes I've gotten a little too comfortable or maybe I've let things go on a little bit longer than they should, but I've always been able to kind of make that decision for myself. I know it's not as easy for some people. So I wanted to research just a couple things that I've read just in, in jobs in general and careers in general and see how they would apply to teaching jobs. Um, so I, I did find this article. It's by the Abstracted Collective, um, a little website. They have some kind of good things about just, um, you know, they have some good career advice on there. Uh, so I saw this one article and it was about leaving a toxic job or like mistakes you might make when you're thinking about leaving. Um, so here's like the number one mistake is making excuses for your school or rationalizing things away. Like, oh, well, maybe they meant this or that. And I think, I think I've probably been guilty of that. Like, oh, well, they, you know, that happened because of this, you know, and when it's wrong, it's wrong. And you got to be able to just say that was wrong and I need to leave. 
<laughs> so that's kind of like the number one thing is that people just make excuses for the company they're working for. Um, and I think that's so common as teachers because we sort of, it feels like a lot of times that we might have to sort of stick with our district or stick with our school because of where we live uh, and, and the nature of our work. But just know that uh, if you're starting to make a ton of excuses, that's also a bad sign. Um, here's the second biggest mistake that people make when they're trying to leave a toxic job is uh, telling telling yourself that your situation is so rare and so special that you can't find anything out there that would be similar, right? Like, and I do know a lot of people that are like, well, I live in this really tiny town and there's nowhere else I'm going to be able to find a job. And like I said, if you keep, if you keep, uh, letting the toxicity of a situation consume you, you will get sick and you'll be forced to find another job. So don't lo don't let it get to the point where you're getting sick. Um, don't start people pleasing or feeling guilty about leaving. I know that this is a huge one for teachers, feeling guilty about leaving the kids. Listen, you are not saving these kids' lives. You're a, you're a very important part of their journey, uh, becoming adults, but if you think back to your own teachers, you know, there's probably a few that really impacted you and did some incredible things in your life, but not any one of them saved you and made you the person that you are, right? Teachers are people we meet along our journey. And if, if you have a teacher that didn't quite make it the whole year or has to leave the school for some reason, it's not going to ruin your whole life, okay? you I think that teachers sometimes think a little too highly of themselves that like, like, oh, if I leave, who's going to do X, Y, Z? Or what will happen to the children? And it's like, well, they're going to be fine. <laughs> Kids are really resilient. You're not saving their lives. You might give them a couple cool memories when they're adults. You know, you're, you're obviously giving them, you're teaching them some skills that they need to be successful in life, but other people can teach them those skills too. So sometimes I think we have to knock ourselves down a notch because that pedestal we put ourselves on is making us miserable, right? We're like, well, who else would do this? Who would run the after school uh, robotics club? Who would do this? Who would, I don't know who would do that. And every year I plan the, the Christmas party, who would do the Christmas party for the staff? I mean, you just take these little things that you do and you think they're so important that no one else could do them. But the sad truth is you're very replaceable. So if you're so replaceable in a blink of an eye, people could get rid of you. Why are you being held down by these chains of unhappiness when you could be free? <laughs> like like the, the people you think need you so badly really don't. So anyways, and that's kind of a hard pill to swallow as teachers, because if we don't boost ourselves up, nobody else does. So sometimes we tell ourselves kind of some, I think we, we tell ourselves some hyperboles. <laughs> I'm teaching figurative language in fourth grade right now, and hyperboles come up a lot. Uh, we're giving ourselves some hyperboles about how much we mean to the world and our school and our students and we're everything to them. And really, we're easily replaced. And that's kind of a sad thing to think about. Now, that doesn't mean that teaching isn't a worthwhile profession. You're not changing people's lives by teaching them to read. Of course you are, but you're a tiny, tiny puzzle piece in someone's life. And quite frankly, I think it's kind of creepy when teachers pretend like they're more than a puzzle piece. Right? When they're like, I'm the whole picture. It's like, ooh, but you're not. <laughs>
<laughs> and it is hard to hear that, isn't it? It's hard to hear that. Um, but if it's if it's making you sick, you got to you got to kind of slay those false beliefs, right? You got to knock yourself off your own hyperbole that the world would end if you weren't doing all this work. <laughs> Um, all right. And then another tip here is just if anything, if anything abusive happens, document it just in case, because you just never know. You might have students, coworkers, parents, admin. If anyone is saying something to you that you feel is abusive, just write it down. It's something really good on your way out. Or once you decide to leave, you know, like it's hard not to take things personally. But if you're just like, wow, that really hurt my feelings. It might be borderline abuse. So you might as well have a good written uh, written documentation of that abuse just in case if people try to do something weird or, so, or something gets worse, right? Like you got to expect that, especially coming out of a toxic school. You've probably already been abused there. So it shouldn't be that big of a shocker, but it's going to happen more frequently as you're on your way out the door, right? All right, frenzies. Well, I hope some of this kind of helped you through. Um, I think we're all just feeling the feeling a little banged up from the pandemic, being asked to do kind of some ridiculous things sometimes. And it can get confusing. It can get weird thinking about if how much longer can you put up with this, right? And that's totally fine. It's normal to question your place at this school, your place in your district, your place as a teacher, it's perfectly normal and fine. And if it's really something upsetting you, like something at your school is upsetting you every day or in your work environment, that is just your biggest red flag that you need a change. And don't be scared of the change. And don't, you know, rationalize that, you know, this, this school can't live without you. <laughs> Oh, frenzies. I've had so much fun talking to you today. I wish you the best. I hope that your school year is going well. I hope you're not having to think about leaving your school. But if you are, know that you're not alone. There are a lot of people out there in your same situation. So never forget that. And you, there are even Facebook groups you can join and, and things that you can, people you can find to support you as you go through this journey of figuring out if you need to leave or not. All right, frenzies, take good care of yourself. Until next Next time, keep on being you. Keep on being great. Keep on being one of my frenzies. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can always uh, hit me up on Instagram, uh, the underscore whimsical underscore teacher, or through email, the whimsical teacher at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And yeah, until we meet again, so long. You've just finished listening to Healthy Teacher Happy Je <laughs> Happy Jessica. What? <laughs> Oh no, I don't know how to stop. <laughs>